There yet in exploration and education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I am Brenda McCullough, your anime J.R.R. Tolkien. Hmm. Weave us a tale. <laughs> oh, not not that long of a tale, though. Oh, no. we know what you can do, J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, this is an hour show. I. Oh. After seeing all the movies and then finding out there's a thing called the Enchiridion, which is just all the extra, I was like, oh no. Mm. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> what a man. Prolific. But he was also a great pretender. <laughs> Getting right to it, baby. <laughs> you know it's a good joke when you have to explain it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this... Uh, uh, kind of uh, jumping right into it. D, you brought the great pretender. Uh, what, what, what's up? Well, I just wanted to watch something that would be good. And <laughs> I know very little about this show other than I've heard it's good. <laughs> so I just picked it. I was like really struggling to pick something. And I was like, I just eventually went on Netflix and was just scrolling the anime section. And I was like, oh. I heard that was all right. So, here we are. <laughs> Take the gamble with it. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, either Brendan, of you heard this, of it? Uh, Sorry. Oh. 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 Yes, I've Brendan, heard it. Brendan, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard and already watched this. So, oh, okay. this one I have experience with. Any opinions yeah. about? But I'll save. Oh. Oh. I'll save. Uh, yeah, my only exposure to this was uh, uh, I work with uh, Kasser, or worked with Kasser Muhammad, uh, who is the voice mm. of Abby in this. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so I heard about this at launch and was like, oh, yeah, this sounds really good. Too bad, I don't anime. Too bad I don't trust anime. <laughs> I trust you, but um, I've been burned too many times. Hey, dude, mm. you got an anime podcast. You'll probably like this. I'm going to stop you right there. Just just don't. Just don't. You're mistaken. <laughs> yeah, first, your first mistake is uh, thinking I would ever admit I have an anime podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pulling teeth. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I only reveal that information to a select few people. <laughs> Oh. I need to know they can hang and will yeah. not immediately flip the switch in their brain that goes, oh, uh, this person, uh, garbage-less. Uh, I feel no, like... We no longer talk. Even saying that you have a podcast in this economy, <laughs> in this society, is like, oh, you have a podcast? So Which I get, you, honestly. Don't talk to too, me. Absolutely. You too <laughs> As don't. a podcaster, don't tell me about your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> And I know I cannot tell you about mine, so that's the deal. <laughs> it's the I won't tell you about mine. You don't tell me about yours. We're in a, we're in LA. Only acceptable. Don't ask. Don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> we're in LA. It's kind of assumed you got a podcast. You don't have mm. to say it. So you guys don't want the business cards I got for all of us that talk about the anime podcast. 
I can just burn those. I mean, I would burn them anyway. I mean, if you want to still <laughs> just give them to me, save it a step. The same result. <laughs> <laughs> just speeding up the process. Well, well, it seems that's all we have in us right now. So, <laughs> shall we watch the first three episodes? Yeah. Woo. Finally got an LA show, baby! Hey! Yeah. Oh, turf. It's our time! <laughs> Recognizable landmarks! <laughs> I finally understand the locations! Hey yo! Uh, finally, a whack Donald's for In and Out. It's all we needed. <laughs> Excellent. I like Inns that not out. all of them were legally dissimilar, but they got in Z out. In Z out. Now I can wait 45 minutes in a drive-thru line for quote fast food in anime as well (laughs) the dream is realized but Uh, how do we get there i'll tell you Ooh. so in episode one we open with a young man hanging upside down off the hollywood sign cool that's a way to start thursdays (laughs) um Uh, write a passage when you move to la you get Mm -hmm. strung up See, I was born in Southern California, so when I was like six months old, they had me doing that, and it was... (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah, instead of uh, getting baptized, this is the L.A. version. All all babies have to do this, or else they're not allowed in the film industry. Yes. It's a Hollywood pinata. (laughs) Uh, So, he calls for help, but then we get flashed back to Japan where we see an older man trying to convince an older woman to get a water filter for her sink because there's some water contamination, and he says he's from the Waterworks Bureau. But she kicks him to the curb. Uh, She goes back inside, and she has a paper on her fridge warning to beware of imposters, specifically... What's the word? I want to say (laughs) impostering. (laughs) <laughs> pretending to be waterworks bureau workers <laughs> very specific warning yes so she gets what seems to be a more reputable young man to come check her water um and he tells her the same thing about water contamination but he tests her water and says yours is like legally safe it is within a safe range but then she's like oh but my daughter brings her 1 year old around here all the time would it be safe for him and he's like well you could get this water filter so they were in cahoots <gasps> ah they're con Sword men flowers. so they uh, they share the money and uh, the young man gets a little figure from a gotcha machine, um, and he takes it as a sign that he's meant to take over Japan. Cool. Yeah, it was like um, a Japanese historical figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the opening, which is a very good opening. I love the style of this show in general, and this opening is very like Cowboy Bebop vibes. Like not as iconic, obviously, but. Yeah, I, I actually looked up the composer because I'm like, this sounds a lot like Tank. Mm. But just very not the similar. Same. No, not the same. Mm. But yeah, lots yeah. of like silhouettes and stuff. Um, 
So we move on to our next con. Our duo is trying to con a blonde foreigner. Foreigner. Hoi, hoi. A blonde four-door car. (laughs) (laughs) We usually call it yellow, but... (laughs) There in Japan, they call it blonde. Um, Foreigner at a little bar. Um, And the young man's name is Edamura. And so he goes up to the blonde man and offers him a wallet with a bunch of money in it. And the older man, his, his con buddy, is standing there and he's like, Oh, that's mine. That's my wallet. Uh, to, like, encourage the blonde man to take it. So the blonde man takes it and then hugs Edamura. Uh, and so there was supposed to be a swap, but did it get swapped? Really? Con and a con. <laughs> um, so back at their apartment, they're discussing their success and how tourists expect Japan to be safe, so they let their guard down. Um Edamura notices, what is, is his name Kudo? I didn't write it down. Yeah, Kudo. Kudo is the older man. Uh, And he says, Kudo, that's a nice watch. And he's like, yeah, I was able to get it thanks to teaming up with you, buddy. Um, And then Edamura pulls out the wallet and finds that it's the con wallet with the fake bills that was supposed to go to the blonde man. So they realize they themselves have been conned. Con and the con. It's a con-con. Con-con. Sorry, it's can-can. Okay. Boo. Listen, we're at 170-some episodes. You know what's happening here. So, they're in their apartment. The fuzz shows up. The cops. Shit. Scram, boys. Yeah. They grab what they can and run. Uh, Edamura sees the foreigner getting in a cab and hops in and he's like hey you took my wallet you're a swindler blonde man says I'm a traitor not a swindler Uh, so as payment the blonde man gives him some candy and says he owes him for earlier Uh, and Edamura is like so where are we going and he says the airport and then Los Angeles so they get to the airport. Edamura plants a knife on somebody uh, in order to get his spot on the flight. Jeez. Um, and then they're in LA. Cool. Oh uh, man, we missed we missed the twenty one hour flight or however long it is. Thank goodness. And actually, <laughs> Japan to California might not be that long. Not that is long. It? I don't know. Probably. It's is. a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's over five, which is too long for any flight for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the whole first episode was just them on the plane. <laughs> just real real time flight. <laughs> yeah. Instead um, of uh, powering up for an anime fight, they have to power up their cell phones while on the plane. <laughs> the real challenge. Uh, um. So blonde man is like trying to part ways. He's getting into a car, but then Ed- Edamura just gets on in, um, and they're sitting in LA traffic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's us. That's us. Um, I do that. (laughs) I do that. (laughs) So, um, blonde man is like, how long are you going to follow me? He says, until I get my money back. Um, He's like, I'm the best con artist in Japan, and I will not let you get away with scamming me. Um, And then the blonde man calls Edamura's English English accent funny, and then Edamura gets mad. And I have neglected to mention... (laughs) That 
even in the English dub, scenes in Japan are still in Japanese and subbed, and the blonde man and Edamura do speak accented English to each other. And then it is from this point on that it would either be in Japanese and subbed if that's what you're watching, or English dubbed if that's what you're watching. And I think that's very interesting and cool. Yeah, it was a neat touch. I was very confused in the beginning because I was like, all right, set up, watching the English dub. Yeah. And then the first few scenes are just in Japanese. So I had to check the settings like five times. (laughs) Are you just not loading or what? And we got to this point. I was like, all right, stylistic choice. This is cool. I like Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I wonder if they do keep, do they do? Brendan, you watched it. Do they keep doing scenes in English if you watch it in Japanese? Or did you watch uh, it? I watched it all dub. Oh, okay. The dub I, is also real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the dub the first time. And I was like, eh, it's good. I, I'll just put it on. I, my eyes are tired. I don't feel like reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The acting in, in this dub is really, really good. Um, so uh, they hear on the radio that a film producer, Eddie Casano, just got out of jail. That'll be relevant later. <laughs> um. Traffic finally moves, and Blonde Man says he's glad for it because he's got an appointment, and they make a deal. Edamura says he'll sell whatever he's got at a higher price to his client, and if he can, the Blonde Man has to work for him. And if not, Edamura becomes Blonde Man's assistant. So they go to, I believe it was Mossy's, not Macy's. Oh, right. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> um, check it off. Yep, and they get snazzied up, they get some suits, and Blonde Man finally introduces himself. His name is Laurent, because oh. he's French. He is <laughs> mm, sexy. <laughs> Add him to the list. He is a very handsome man, and his voice is very nice. <laughs> um, or in a high school host club kid growing up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I There's definitely have a type. You look at, like, Tamaki, this guy, and, like, Victor Nikivarov. Yeah. They're all the same brand. Mm-hmm. Um, also, unrelated. I feel like making someone work for you over a bet should be its own trope square, because I feel like that happens <laughs> a lot, specifically in anime. Yeah. <laughs> also, real quick, before we move on, uh, Laurent High School Host Club. Okay, just had to say, <laughs> had to say it out loud. <laughs> wait, wait, one more thing. Good one, Deacon. <laughs> oh, what a nice, genuine moment. <laughs> hey, um, uh, uh, real quick, uh, before you move on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you, Brendan. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was okay. included. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wait, wait, okay. wait. Hey, 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 oh, real, huh? real, real quick, before we move on. Dee, you're doing you, a Dee. great job oh. with this description of the episode so far. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> well, last thing, I think we can end this bit. Go ahead, Dee. I think so, too. <laughs> oh, my God. My cheeks hurt. I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> so, they go to a big old mansion. Um, some tough guys come over, and Laurent is like, those are real gangsters. Um, and he kind of convinces them to let him and Edamura in. Um, turns out, this client is the producer from the radio earlier. Huh. <gasps> Oh. Um, and he's got a bunch of hot girls around his pool. Bunch of babes. Yeah. Um, so Laurent says his film production is a front and he's actually in the mafia. And he is here, Laurent is here, to sell him some candy for $5 million. 
Um, so Eddie, the man, comes over and calls down to one of his girls, Abby, to get them champagne. And he says she's very pretty, but can't act or speak English very well. Um, and they turn to Edamura, who is acting as the creator of this product, this drug. And Laurent pulls out a baggie of powder, presumably a substance. (laughs) Drugs. Um, and explains that it needs to be processed because in this state it is too strong. So he gives Abby a piece of the candy and she goes, fucking nuts. Um, (laughs) Truly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Hopping around the backyard until jumping in the pool and like floating on her back with like this blissful look on her face. So Laurent says he'll sell it to Eddie exclusively for $10,000 a box, $5 million altogether, as he said before. Um, And he like says more stuff to try to convince him to buy it. Um, uh, Laurent offers some to the other girls before shoving a piece into Edamura's mouth, which would be bad if it was real drugs. (gasps) Again, that's important for later. (laughs) (laughs) Tuck that one away. Um, so Edamura notices the watch that Laurent bought him, notices that Laurent is wearing the watch too, and realizes that his old partner Kudo also had that watch, as well as the older woman in the first scam from the beginning of the episode in the house. So this is a clue to us that he's been scammed from the beginning. <laughs> Laurent has a whole ring. Con um, within a con within a con. Yeah. Um, so Edamura freaks out, grabs a hold of a gun and like shoots it to distract everybody as he runs away. He manages to hop the fence and darts off and the gangsters get in a car to go after him as Laurent seals the deal with Eddie. Um, and Laurent follows Edamura and brings Abby with him. Um, Edamura gets upset that Laurent used him to transport drugs and like tries to attack him. But then Abby kicks Edamura in the face. And Laurent is like, what was that? And she's like, a crane kick. <laughs> very, very funny delivery. Um, and then we see Kudo back in Japan with the wallet full of money. And then the older woman leaving the house from before as the real homeowners return. So that just, you know, confirms it for us. Um, and then we're back at the beginning of the episode where Edamura is hanging from the Hollywood sign. And Abby and Laurent are standing below him. And then we get the fucking ending, which is real good. (laughs) Get some cats doing a little sing-song, singy-song dance. And the song is sung by Freddie Mercury, which is... Where the Netflix budget went. Real cool. (laughs) I mean, this show must have been a big, big, huge budget because the animation is real good and really pretty (laughs) also. Yeah, the environmental and like background art is what caught my eye immediately because it's just it's very stylistic and like every scene is gorgeous Mm -hmm. like just the backdrop of like any scene of just them talking is really well done so yeah it's production value is just throughout the whole show yep and uh then we get episode two we get the starts off with them right where episode one stops at the hollywood sign and Laurent keeps calling him Edamame, and I know that's going to slip in, but I know it's Edamora. (laughs) Just get in front of that now, because it'll probably happen to me. Mm. Um, And Laurent's there telling him, like, all right, if we cut you down, make sure you're not going to run away. If he does, go after him, Abby. And she's like, the muscle. 
so they go to cut him down, and uh, we get a flashback of Enamura talking to his mom in the hospital. She's in bed, sickly, uh, dead parent club. I, I don't, well, I don't I know mean, if I checked this one off. Later on, don't we see? Later on. She's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get... Uh, God, I already lost myself. Uh, he's giving her like some tea that he got a new job at a tea company, and he's giving her some of the product. She's like, "Oh wow, it's so great that you got a new job." And she like drinks the tea. And it's like, "Huh, this stuff's vile." <laughs> it's like paint varnish, um, or wood varnish. What's paint varnish? Um, paint thinner. That's it. It's yep. both. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I've been huffing it, and it's making my words <laughs> cantaloupe. Um, so she's proud of him for getting a job, and she kind of hints like, even though you know the struggles brought on by your father, you're still able to get a you know respectable job, and I'm proud for you. And it's like, huh? Wonder what that's alluding to. Hmm. Uh, and she tells him like, make sure to never give up, even if you know no one else believes in you, believe in yourself. And we see him give her a little like cat figurine, a little trinket, because she likes cats. And uh, then we cut to him on the street selling the tea to a crowd, like at a little stand. And he's talking it up, saying, like, you'll lose weight, you'll be healthier, it increases your immune system, it helps you sleep better, just literally anything to sell it. This tea does all of that stuff. And the crowd's like, Miracle Elixir. (laughs) Any Sweeney Todd fans out there? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, of course, the crowd's not buying it it, because it's too good to be true. And then we see Kudo in the crowd saying, like, yeah, if it's so good, why are you selling it at such a crazy price? And he's like, fine, I'll sell it for cheaper. And he's like, ah, I'm not buying it. He's like, fine, I'll sell it for even cheaper than that. And he's like, sold. And then the crowd starts buying it. And then uh, immediately we cut to both of them in an office, uh, surrounded by, like, a bunch of people in an office building, like, celebrating, like, hey, we made a big sale today. It's like, yeah, I didn't think that would work. And Kudo says, oh, when people think they're getting a sale, they're more likely to buy than if they just told them that flat price be- at the beginning. Hmm. So... They trick you by saying, oh, it's it's discounted 80%. It's like, it's not. That's what the base price is. Um, people do it all the time. It's dirty. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he says he wanted to give the kid a chance. He, he wanted to give him a chance at the company. And, you know, despite what his dad did, he's like, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's like, huh, again, what is that about? Uh, and then while they're celebrating, giving a little cheer, uh, some dudes in suits kick open the door. And it's the cops, and they're like, all right, you're arrested for false advertising. You're just blatantly lying about everything that this tea is. Uh, who's responsible for this? And Kudo's like, don't worry, buddy. I got this. And we see him walk over to the cop, and we get a shot of just Edamora kind of, like, freaking out and breaking down. And we hear, like, voiceover from Kudo being like, eh, let the kid off easy. Like, it was his idea, but, you know, he doesn't know any better. Kind of clearly placing the blame on Edamora. Because Kudo sucks mm-hmm. and uh then we see Edamora, you know arrested and it's being interrogated uh and the cop says like ah the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and we Gosh, see him just dang it. sentenced to three years in jail and i think it happens because then it just cuts to other stuff right away we don't see him in jail so i i think you spent three years in there mm-hmm. yeah i believe so and then we see him uh, I think we see him visiting his mom before he goes to jail. And he's talking to her, saying like, "Hey, you know, people mess up. Like, you know, don't don't think your world's ending just because you made a few mistakes. Like, 
just because you're going to jail for a few years, uh, kind of trying to like talk him up. And she's like, don't worry, I still believe in you, even if no one else does. Uh, and then, yeah, I think he goes to jail, and then we see him applying for new jobs, and everyone's like, oh, you got the criminal record. No thanks. Can't can't trust you. You got arrested <sighs> for being a con artist. Um, and then we see times pass, it's winter now, and mom's dead. That so was, this was quite, like, jarring, almost. Real whiplash. he's just in there mm-hmm. with It's her. in the span. Yeah. It's in the span of, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. here's the mom. She's dead. It's like, okay, okay wow. <laughs> Quick. Uh, and he's holding on to, like, the little cat trinket he gave her before. And then we see, uh, we see him walking down the street, running into Kudo. He's like, hey, I've been looking for you. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, I didn't realize you were out. I'm on parole myself. Uh, you're not going to hurt me, are you? He's like, nah. I figure if everyone thinks I'm a con artist, why not lean into it? You want to partner up? And that's where their partnership begins. And then we cut back to present day. Uh, I will say this the show does jump around a lot, like flashbacks, yeah. and it's not always the clearest because Edamora looks the same all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does true, like, heist format stuff of, like, oh, we're going to make something seem like a magic trick. Anyway, here's here's the explanation of how we were able to pull it off. So they're yeah. just already in format, like, yeah, uh, time narrative is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to present day at the Hollywood sign. The three of them, uh, Laron, Abby, and Edamora, go out to dinner. And, like, while they're walking by... Edamora bumps into a dude with, like, a wine glass and spills the wine all over him. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'll take care of it. He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, oh, let me pay for the dry cleaning bill. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, and then they keep walking, and then uh, the three of them have their dinner. Laron tells them that their plan is to con the mob boss with the, you know, rumor of this uh, Sakura magic drug. And Edamora is all pissed off that Laron forced the drug on him. He's like, no. That's the con, you idiot. It's just candy. It's literally candy. Like, he throws another one in his mouth. And he's like, oh, well, what about Abby? She was, like, freaking out when she... It's like, And then Abby, like, does the manic laugh again. It's like, acting. Weird con artist. <laughs> That's the gimmick. I will say this is delicious cartoon food. Yes. The, uh, Check oh, the, that off. The dinner they're having. Yeah, the mm-hmm. lobster covered in butter. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah... Abby was like, I thought you were in on the con, and that's why you reacted that way. I didn't realize you thought it was real, and you're an idiot. (laughs) Ah, thank you, Abby. Uh, And Laurent says uh, he's the one who actually started the rumor about the Sakura magic drug. So he spread the rumor, it got to the mob boss, and then the mob boss reached out to him to then make it. Or you get in contact with a guy who can make it. So the problem is he needed a Japanese, it was a Japanese drug, so he, not, he needed a Japanese con man to be the doctor to make the drug. And then we get some casual racism from Abby. Thank you, Abby. Thank uh, you. And then uh, Laron says uh, he scouted out Edamora. And Edamora's like, what are you talking about? Like, no one scouted me out or, like, screened me or anything. And then he remembers the water filter lady with the watch that Laron and Kudo both had. And Laron's like, yep. She's, she's working for me. She's the one who scouted you out. So you didn't con her with the water filter. She conned you with testing you. I do think it's, like, funny that that watch moment really was, like, for the audience. And it wasn't Edamura actually realizing it. Because this is when he realizes it. So it's like, oh, he's stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's kind of Great. a dumb dumb, isn't he? <laughs> 
yeah, so he realizes, he's like, oh. So then if the old lady was in on it, he's like, yeah, Kudo was in on it too. He's like, god damn it. He's <laughs> like, yeah, just stop trusting Kudo. You'll be better off for it. Um, he's like, well, how'd you convince my, how'd you convince my con artist buddy to betray me? He's like, he's a con artist. It was super easy. We offered him money and he did it. <laughs> so, uh, and then he realizes that the cops that raided his apartment in episode one were actually the old employees from the tea company that Kudo was in charge of. So he just brought those guys back and we get like a flashback of them celebrating after, uh, the police chase that led Edamora to LA. Uh, and Laurent says he wanted to he wanted to show off a bit and show you know what he's capable of so he could train Edamora and you know impress him. And uh, Laurent says I even know why you've become a con artist. I know your tragic backstory. I watched uh, it at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was on TV. Um, <laughs> and then we see some of the mob bosses like thugs show up outside the restaurant. They're like, oh, we should get going. And uh, Laurent takes out you know, a checkbook to pay for the meal. Uh, and Enamora stands up and takes the check and gives it to the waitress. And he's like, oh, that guy over there? And he points to the guy he bumped into with the wine earlier. He goes, he's going to cover our bill. And he waves the guy down being like, hey, sorry about earlier. I'll pay for it. And the guy says, don't worry. I got it covered. Like mm-hmm. tricking the waitress into thinking he's paying the bill. And it's like, ah, he planned that from the beginning. Um, and then they leave. Enamora says he... Uh, he doesn't want to owe Laurent anything. So he was he was taking care of the bill so he didn't have to owe Laurent money for dinner. And then later that night, uh, Laurent fills him in on who the mob boss is, Eddie, and that he's just a drug lord and the producer, movie producer thing is a front. Like, he makes the movies, but they're pretty heavily implied to be the equivalent of Steven, uh, Steven Seagal shitty action <laughs> movies. So he's like, yeah, they're all garbage, but it's an easy way to, you know, embezzle money and you know connect with I people. I like that they're even called Razzies. The Razzie series. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the movie series are called the Razzies and then they're like they even won awards like the Raspberry Awards. So it's like even poking fun of that. Um, and he's he says the drug boss gets everyone hooked on drugs then he controls everyone and he's like tearing through women and it's like ah great just a real piece of shit. And they say he gets busted for tax fraud every now and then, but nothing ever sticks, and he never gets locked up for more than, like, a week. Real, real easy stuff. When your punishment for crimes is money, you're only punishing the poor. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. And we see a flashback of him meeting Laurent for the first time, striking up the deal, being like, hey, what's this Sakura magic stuff? And Laurent then sets everything up from there. And Edamora says the mob boss won't believe him. You know, he's a mob boss. He's, he's gotten to where he is now because he's smart. He's not that stupid. And Laurent says, they're in the business of selling people their dreams, but not fulfilling their dreams. So he's like, if people are desperate and want enough, they'll believe whatever the person's selling it. And Laurent reminds Edamora of their bet that Edamora said he could sell the candy to the drug kingpin for $10 million. So he's like... If if you're not quick, I'll, I'll finish the deal and you'll have to be my assistant. And uh, oh, he, on the way out, uh, Laurent says also, like, oh, by the way, I paid for dinner because we only con crooks. We're Robin Hood. We, mm-hmm. we only do the virtuous crimes. Like, I'm a good person sometimes. Yeah. Don't worry, audience. You can still root for us. It's <laughs> Yeah, basically. It's like we only uh, 
screw over and betray and commit crimes on other criminals. It's like, you're still a criminal, but, like, you do a lot of illegal shit. <laughs> but I guess they don't... But rule of Batman, they don't use a gun or hurt anyone, so I guess it's fine, whatever <laughs> else they do. Um, hey, you're you're in a fancy restaurant in L.A.? Odds are that guy was a bad person, too, so <laughs> I, it's fine. Uh, Edamora tries to sneak out that night, and Abby grapples him and tackles him to the ground. Uh, she says, they're not... They're not teams. He's like, oh, you teamed up with Laurent. She's like, no, we're not a team. We're, we're all independent. We just work together at the same goal. So he's like, we, or she says, like, we have no loyalty to each other, and you know, you're just dead weight to us. You're a pup. You had no experience, so you're better off just leaving. And uh, while walking to the airport, we see Edamora pull out the little gotch bond figure. He got the little capsule figure. And we cut back to the next day uh, with Abby and Laurent talking in the morning. Uh, saying Edamora left and Laurent's like well everyone has one true god-given talent and I'm pretty sure Edamora knows what his is so he'll be back later today cut to later today he's not there it's like damn it (laughs) and uh, we cut to I believe it's the next day uh, Laurent and Abby show up at the mobster's mansion saying like hey we gotta renegotiate the deal the doctor ran off and tried fleeing the country and the mob boss is like what? What are you talking about? The doctor is like in the back in the pool with all the girls. It's like what? And they run out back, and you see Edamora swimming in the pool with all the the babes uh, playing ball. And, he's like, and the mob boss is like, "Oh, he also doubled the price, but I already agreed to it, so we're paying the ten million. It's like ah, the deal, the bet. The layers of conning continue. <laughs> con within con within con within con, and uh, we see Edamora says. He gets out of the pool and like talks to them off to the side. And he says he's the best Japanese con artist there is. So he tosses them the little capsule toy and tells them about uh, Hitiyoshi Tam- Tamatome. Uh, and he was apparently a Japanese peasant who rose through the ranks and became f- one of the most powerful feudal lords in all of Japan history, Japanese history. And it was, his, it was his inspiration for coming back and going to become the best uh, con artist in Japan. The very best that no one ever was. Says that my sister. Con artist man. That's episode two. Uh, so yeah, we start out episode three. How could this crazy turn of events happen? Mm. Well, we'll find out after a quick introduction of new characters. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we see just a real shithead uh, ordering at In-N-Out, just being a real jerk to uh, the employees. Uh, and, of course, he's a cop. So. <laughs> of course. I didn't want to say. So uh, uh, it turns out he is uh, Detective Anderson with the LAPD, and he's leading the investigation on uh, the mob boss, and uh, they have... Uh, they're staking out his home from an apartment building across the street from a big million-dollar mansion. Oh, yeah. It's a okay. pretty shitty-looking apartment building, also. Yeah. So, uh, uh, L.A. logistics aside, uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, uh, but uh, they're they're watching the back pool area and uh, sees. Oh no! Our con friends are under investigation as well. Huh. Uh, but then we jump over to Edamura, and he's explaining uh, how the con went. So uh, 
when we see he left uh, the group, uh, uh, he saw his little figure in his pocket, and he was like, no, I'm I'm inspired. I'm still going <laughs> to be the best con man in Japan in L.A. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what he decides to do is he uh, goes to a movie store and rents all of the Razzie movies uh, and just takes extensive notes and just really studies uh, this work. Uh so uh, he's doing his homework on uh, Eddie the Mob Boss's uh, Pride and Joy films. Uh, then he gets dressed up and he goes to the airport where he was warned that the, they're surveilling it. So uh, Salazar, uh, uh, the like head thug, the muscle for the, uh, uh, I almost said military, the uh, mafia man. <laughs> Similar words. Not What's the, the difference? Uh, <laughs> uh, but he grabs him and is like, oh, you're not going anywhere, and takes him back to uh, Eddie's house. So uh, we, uh, he's uh, brought and, like, spilled out in front of Eddie, and he's like, all right, what's up? You, you, you got high and ran away from me and then tried to flee <laughs> the country? What, what's wrong with you? Uh, and... Uh, just in full con mode, Edamora's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I needed to escape Japan. I was doing all this research into this drug. It was my life's work and, uh, uh, no one supported me. People were taking <laughs> credit for my discoveries. Uh, so I, it was basically all wasted. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're discussing more, uh, uh, the mob man is like, yeah, so, uh, uh, do, do you know my work? Blah blah blah, and he's like, "Oh no, I, I just heard you use it for a cover. You launder your money through shitty movies you don't really care about." And the Bob boss gets offended at that. He's like, <laughs> "No, uh, you just heard that. Well, I guess I gotta show you my movies to show you <laughs> what I'm capable of, <laughs> <laughs> to show you how shitty they are." <laughs> Uh, so he takes him into a private screening room and starts uh, screening the movies. And Edamora is like, oh, my God, these movies, you know, they were released under a different title in Japan. So I had no idea. These are my favorite movies. Oh, my ah. God, you are a genius. I love your work. I'm sorry I disrespected you. I thought we were talking about different films and just really plays up like, yes, you're an under... Uh, a misunderstood genius no one gets what you're going for uh you, the adventurer always like has to persevere and fight to the end and eddie's like yes you you get me ah, finally <laughs> someone understands you understand my cinema masterpiece <laughs> uh and and he's like all right so we both understand each other now we both have our masterpiece work, your films, my drugs, that were <laughs> underappreciated. So, truly, only we know their true value. So on that, uh, Eddie offers up himself. He's like, I, I totally get it. If you need more money for your drug, I will offer you more. And Ed Moore is like, oh, you're so kind. It's double. It's double. It's $10 million. <laughs> Ten million. And... And Eddie's like, mm, that's kind of ridiculous. And he's like, what 
what cost would you put on your child? Is it ten million? That's what no, I put on mine. Yeah, ten million. <laughs> like we we just put a cost on it. You know that. Um, he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And Edamore is like, all right, this is great. And in turn, I will also give you the recipe. And he hands it him like a printed out uh, document uh, with just a bunch of bullshit. He was like, I I just pulled a bunch of like chemistry textbooks and stuff. Uh, it, it'll work for now, but as long as no one tries to make it, right? <laughs> it was at this point that I was like, they're going too deep. This is yep. a bad idea. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> should have run that by. The yeah, Edamore's that was a step too far. <laughs> entire plan is just lie through his teeth and kiss this guy's ass. And I'm like, you gotta realize there's a limit to how far that'll go. Like, yeah. he'll use the drug. <laughs> at a yeah, I feel like Edamura's, he's used to conning, you know, civilians on the street, not Small a stuff. mafia boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, situations where you're like, you're conned, but by the time you realize it, I'm gone. You're exactly. probably a tourist. You don't know Japan. It's like, you're, you're the tourist here. You're punching <laughs> yeah. way above your weight class. So, uh, uh, we're back at the pool, back to the current time, and uh, they see Eddie's accountant arrives. And they're like, all right, perfect, money time. (laughs) But the accountant gets out of the car without any money. And they're like, oh, shit, I guess we aren't running away (laughs) immediately like we thought with that additional plan of giving the recipe. So, uh, gotta keep pretending. Cool. All right. Great uh, pretending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go inside, they have a lavish meal, uh, and uh, they're like, oh, yes, the, uh, we're being very cautious uh, with our investment, blah, blah, blah. Um, this, uh, I forget the fake doctor name that Edamora gave, but, uh, or was it his real name? I it think was it was his, his real name. name. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Which so is also stupid. Yes. Yeah. Very dumb. Uh, yeah. So uh, we see that uh, they're like, yes, we we mm, we didn't want to do business with someone we knew nothing about. So naturally, we had to look into you. Uh, so number one, if they actually looked into him using his real name, they probably would have found. A prison sentence and time yeah. served for fraud, but uh, I, I assume not. we'll go deeper. I guess uh, they deeper only, into the con. They were really only like just at this facility, though. <laughs> yes, uh, we are trusting you. Uh, we sent our Japanese team to your old place of business, the lab where you developed this drug. Surely they'll know you there, right? And at this point, Edamore is like, fuck, oh my god, I'm about to get shot in the face. Uh, This is the worst. Uh, I can't believe they looked into me. You know, this random jerk that they came off the street and asked for $10 million. (laughs) They had the gall to look into my background. Uh, I've done interviews before. No one ever checks the references. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh... But uh, we, sorry, I got lost in my notes. Uh, so uh, it turns out uh, uh, what happened was uh, somehow Laurent 
knew his plan. <laughs> just everyone's out conning each other in ways that it's like, uh, I I don't know how you put this together in five minutes, but sure. Um, it's definite levels of like, I knew you would do this, so I did this, which knew you would do that, which I do that. And it's like 4D chess. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, it's sort of the thing where you like watch it in the moment and you're like, oh, that's slick as hell. But in our classic fashion, just recapping it, we're like, no, no, wait. How? Actually, where did, did you find you the time that? to put this together? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Laurent called Kudo and the uh, water filter woman, and they pretended to be old co-workers of Edamora and just talked about, oh, yeah, he's such a diligent worker. He's always working. Oh, it was so weird he went on vacation. We don't know. <laughs> we'll see him soon. And... Uh, just leave immediately after that uh, because they were in someone else's office. How did um, they even get in there? <laughs> you can't ask too many questions. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Laurent is like, all right, now we're even. You you got this one up on me, but you were very sloppy in doing so, so okay, we're square. Um, so... Uh, they want to do the deal now, but they know they are under surveillance uh, from the LAPD. So they're like, yeah, we're not dumb enough to do business in my home. That That's so easy for us to get caught. Let's go to a second location, shall we? Uh, so uh, we get a sequence where we see a limousine pull out of the house, and then we see the police go like, oh, follow that limousine. And then they do. And then we see another car come out, and uh, the mobsters are all together, and they're like, haha, they followed the decoy. <laughs> but then the police follow them, because they're what? like, obviously <laughs> that was fake, we're going to wait for the second car. Um, and then it turns into a chase, uh, where uh, they're driving on the wrong side of the road, the police are pursuing them, and they uh, just swerve out of the way the last second, but uh, the cops crash. And uh, uh, Eddie's like, oh, yes, uh, the police, uh, that that Agent Anderson has been after me this whole time. I need to make a quick phone call. Hey, Anderson, how you doing? <laughs> I hope that didn't hurt too bad. Uh, because uh, Officer Anderson is on his payroll and he's, quote unquote, leading the investigation into Eddie. And that's why he hasn't been caught, because the cop is purposefully uh, not catching him. <gasps> Never a corrupt cop in, in the LA? Los Angeles Police Department. Why? No. Ugh. I was going to say the car chase here is probably the most unrealistic thing we've seen in the show so far. But considering how long and bad LA traffic can be, it probably happens all the time. Because <laughs> fuck me, yeah. how do you justify spending four hours in a one mile block of a city? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, go to their. Uh, uh, an abandoned factory turned drug mill uh, and uh, they're uh, like alright let's hand over the recipe uh, to Eddie and uh, Eddie's like oh no I I know fine craftsmen I know you're a man of dignity and you're you're a true artist truly we're having pretty literal Walter White stuff here of like <laughs> no you Oh, we have to cook. You have to be the <laughs> chef. We can't just copy your thing. Only you have the magic touch. Um, so 
This, there's a lot of cutting back and forth. I'll just go uh, one story at a time just mm-hmm. to avoid the confusion. Uh, so wrapping up the uh, mafia story, uh, we see uh, Enamura, they want him to start now. They're like, all right, make us some drugs. And he's like, oh, oh, these facilities, these are nothing like what I'm used to. Uh, the precision required, you don't even have accurate scales. And Laurent is also backing him up, being like, yeah, he had the most high-tech facility in Japan. They just do a lot of, like, generalizing about Japanese people to be like, yeah, you dumb Americans don't actually know anything about Japan. Oh, they're they're so meticulous and diligent, every single Japanese person. Oh, yes. And uh, just getting really into why he can't cook. He needs the right lab. So Eddie's like, okay. We will renovate this place to be an exact replica of your lab, and we will start immediately. Now, we can't have you running away or getting caught in a hotel or something, so you live with Salazar now. (laughs) Roomies. Yeah, Uh, they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates? And this is where it turns, uh, takes a hard turn into a romance show between Edamora and... I just, I did just have, like, the silliest, like, cursed thought of, like, Edamura. It's like a Ratatouille situation <laughs> where they find some, Backpacking LA somebody to cook drugs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid. Oh. <laughs> He's I, unfortunate because the mob boss took an improv class and knows how to yes and and escalate everything. Mm. That's what <laughs> it ne- feels like. He never just takes an answer. It's always like, no, no, no. We can go further. It's like, Christ, Daddy, let it go. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we end up with Edmara uh, trapped. Uh, he's he's stuck under the, the watchful eye of a former gang leader. So uh, going back to our other story, we see Officer Anderson getting back to his stakeout spot all banged up because he was just in a major car accident um but when he gets there he rec- he sees people working that he doesn't recognize and when he tries to talk to them they don't respond to him because they're above his jurisdiction the fbi is on the case now <gasps> so uh we are introduced to agent dickens the legendary FBI agent who's taken down so many notorious crime families. So uh, she's like, oh yeah, so you suck at your job because you haven't caught him in so long. Also lean in real close. Hey, I know you're on his payroll, so we're we're actually going to take him down. But I'll give you the credit because he's not who I'm after. I'm after these con men. Oh. Oh. And that's where we end episode three. Wow, so much has happened. Yep. I know you're corrupt, but I'm going to let you keep being corrupt and not expose you because we're both cops. <laughs> we got to look out for each other. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sucks in this show. <laughs> sure enough. Huh. Are we back yet? This was a hoot. Uh, it, it is beautiful. Like, as we mentioned, the art is gorgeous. It's so colorful and vibrant. Um, it 
like again, like in discussing it, you're like, ah, oh, this, this plot point hit really well in the moment, but don't put it under the microscope. Just like real fridge logic stuff of like, uh, yeah. yeah, don't don't deep think it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. It uh, it's nice having these sorts of crime shows. Like we see so many like murder detective animes, like. Mm. Uh, sort of in that like true crime sense of like yeah where where are the fun crimes let's <laughs> let's uh, let's check out some crimes. fun things yeah. uh so yeah just uh con artist stuff is always a thrill so yeah this is a good time yeah i think like part of <laughs> i don't know i i think it is just like ridiculous and i the, that was the perfect description of just yes and. It really is. The whole show just is just keeps like, escalating. Yeah, just everybody fucking outdoing each other in the most ridiculous way possible. And it is pretty hilarious to watch. But also, mm. I am like, it's getting to a point in this little, like, they call them, the episodes are like cases. Case. So this is yeah. Case Los Angeles. And I know there are, like, two more, maybe, in Los Angeles. And so it's like, God, I'm scared. Like, this might be frustrating. <laughs> where does it, it might go? Be, it might get to a point where it's just frustrating of, like, stop it. Just stop talking. <laughs> well, but yeah, because at might first... Be fun. It, I don't know. At first, it's like, I don't know if I want to buy these drugs from these guys. And it escalates to, I'm buying the drugs, I'm getting the recipe, and I'm building your own sterilized drug laboratory within an old hard cider factory. Yeah. Just so you can custom... It's like... How did we get here in like looks at watch twelve hours? <laughs> like, good God! Yeah. Um. Like, I do appreciate that they aren't like since this is like a specific case and there are others. I do mm-hmm. like that they are gonna have some sort of resolution to this that isn't yeah. just a really drawn out like twelve twenty five episode thing the whole season. Because yeah, like this escalation. This has to resolve soon. We're already yeah. so deep. <laughs> We're going to go to space soon. I eat space drugs. There's no law in space. Um, yeah, with the cases, I think there's three cases in season one. And then mm. there's like season two, I think is its own big case, I think. So yeah, it, it is nice where it's broken up into like more bite-sized arcs. Mm. Rather than a long, like a long-running story throughout the whole season, um, so it's more manageable. Yeah, but this was and fun. Especially, especially mm-hmm. if you're like, I, I'm sick of this LA place. It's like, don't worry, new location coming up. You're, yeah, you're good. Um, so it does, you know, globe trotting and it's yeah, background environmental works, fucking gorgeous animations, well done. Mm-hmm. That have you know actors and acting's on point, music's yeah. great. Like it's production value just through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but it very much is that high escalation of like, ah, what if I do this? Ah, b- bishop to rook four? Interesting move. What if I went here? And just like that death note level of like, I knew you would know and I knew that you, I knew you, I it. it. So that <laughs> I'll always. I'll take a potato chip and I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like we said, in the moment, it's like, yeah, this makes sense and it's great. So it's just, it's good entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rock solid. Yeah. We bar uh, there. We bar there. Uh, we made it. And well, we got three good ones in a row. How what exciting. We yeah. We made it to the most wonderful time of the year, everyone. 
Halloween. Oh. Yep. Yep, we're there. Uh, Happy (laughs) International Zoids Day, everyone. It's it's my birthday coming up, so I gotta use my annual right to get revenge on uh, (laughs) at least Brendan. D, I'm sorry for collateral damage, but it's okay. uh, (laughs) We are beyond the Zoid series that I've seen, so we're we're just. Finding other things with Zoids in the title. We're watching <laughs> Zoids Guardian Force. I have no idea what this is, and I can't wait. Hooray! God, I hope it's a different series entirely, and it just got the <laughs> IP to Zoid somehow. This is gonna be if the best show you've ever seen. <laughs> it better be. Uh, if there's a Zoid show you would like us to watch, you can send your Zoids <laughs> recommendation to us. Our email is arewetheryet at gmail.com, where you can send us Zoids recommendations. <laughs> and you can reach out to us about Zoids on Twitter and Instagram, at arewetheryet on both, if you uh, want to talk to us about Zoids. You can um, not talk to me about Zoids <laughs> on Instagram, at honeyperiod, or on Twitter, at honeyd8, and honeydart, and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Just try to talk to any of us about Zoids on social media. We'll block you. I will block so you. So fast. <laughs> so fast. Immediately. <sighs> and normally, I've avoided I only did Digimon the one time. But the way Dugan's escalating stuff, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to bring out the guns. <laughs> Joke's on him. There's two new Digimon series recently, uh, let alone all the past ones. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can play the long game with Digimon. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that just made me real sad. Anyway, <laughs> thank you to Camille Rilly for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as you learn to live with anime. Later, skaters. Watch White Collar on USA. It's pretty much the same premise. It was good up to a point. 